0: Welcome to Virtual Church. 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 Welcome, Welcome to virtual church. 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 Hello everyone. God bless you. Welcome to Virtual Church. Uh, We're so thankful that uh, it's going to be one more week before we are eventually back in church and uh, you'll all get uh, a message on how the protocols of that's going to go. But we'll all be back in church for Sunday, the 6th of September, which is Communion Sunday. That's exciting. Uh, We can remember the covenant. We can remember that uh, Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. He's got us through COVID-19. I know it's still out there, but because of the covenant, uh, His blood protects us and keeps us safe, no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. Hallelujah. So I'm wearing this shirt today because uh, I've been vir- on virtual meeting with Give Thyself Holy in Ghana. Normally at this time of the year, I'm a board member with Bishop Dyke-Heward Mills and Healing Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> so today. Oh, well actually this is the third day, tomorrow's the last day. So the conference starts at wait for it four AM. Say four AM What a blessing. And uh I just thank God for the strength and for the energy to be up at four AM and joining in live with actually on the on the media this week we had one one and a half million people, one one million five hundred thousand people on Facebook watching, uh, people from a hundred and forty nine countries watching Bishop Dag uh, and, and all the board members, which are uh, about eighty of us. So we had a board meeting today. So today has been like uh, our. our Yeah, it's been kind of full on, but uh, you know we pre-record this for Sunday, so it's been full on, and uh, I'm just so excited, so pumped because I've just been uh, sitting in the teaching under the under the Word of God for hours each day. Uh, We finish about two, so that's four to about uh, nearly ten hours, I guess. Uh, But when it's anointed and it's riveting you just don't look at the time amen so let's pray and let's get into the word father in the name of Jesus I thank you for everyone that's viewing through this medium today father I thank you for your word going out for the spirit of life in Christ Jesus touching the minds and hearts of every person so that they will be able to Continue in life, Father, to move a forward with hope for a great future. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you minister grace to every hearer in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, up to uh, we've been teaching on the Holy Spirit, and uh, really, the Holy Spirit uh, teaching is more relevant—not that it's ever been. Uh, less relevant, uh, and you know, because we are Pentecostal Christians that 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 we are all uh, believers in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, then uh, the Holy Spirit is such a vital part of our life, and that's why I've been teaching on it because uh, the Word of God says it in Jeremiah six sixteen. And I don't have this in my notes, but uh, it says let's return to the ancient paths and you know one of the things that we've been learning at uh, the conference is that uh, we need to look at the lives of those who have gone before us and we look at those men and women that have gone before us they're called in hebrews they're called the great host of witness and those great host of witnesses are those who have died in christ but The legacy continues, so it's like uh, the Apostle Paul's dead, but he wrote two thirds of the New Testament, so we still uh, are reading and living from the word that he left us, are you with me? So uh, people that impacted the world through Christianity, the uh, John Wesleys and the Whitfields and the different people that uh, that, that, that brought the word of alive and started great movements. Uh, talking about a great movement, uh, Bishop Dagg has now got 4,634 churches. That's right, 4,634 churches, all paid for cash, no debt, no debt whatsoever. Uh, he's now uh, starting to do healing campaigns uh, internationally so he's got two more uh, sets of equipment being completed right now so he's going to be still doing Africa but he's moving out into other nations of the world and we know that the nations of this world need the evangelist we all need the evangelist we all need a teacher without a teacher and God gives it each one of us the teacher. He gives us a teacher, a sent person to teach you uh, the word. And without a teacher that God has for you, you will not become what God wants you to become. So we we need to have that teacher teaching us the word. That's why, and and you should be thankful that I spend labour in the word. Uh, to get the word so that I can bring that word to you, which is a word of life that's going to bring life to your life. So, uh, we've been teaching on the Holy Spirit. We know that He's our helper, He's an advocate, He's the ever present one. He's a, he's, he lives within us, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And for us, that's a great advantage. You know, I. I spoke to you last week about uh, the, the, the set success secrets of advantage. Well, we have a great advantage uh, over the things in life, over the enemy, because the Holy Spirit indwells us. Uh, you know, so we have a supernatural advantage. Today I want to share with you, uh, and as I said uh, for the past few weeks, in January the 5th of this year, uh, the Spirit of God, I was prompted to declare that the decade of the 20s, so this next 10 years, uh, is going to be a decade of a supernatural advantage for the people of God and the supernatural advancement. That word advancement, uh, this is what it means from the dictionary. It means the action of moving forward in a position or progress. The state of being moved forward in position or progress. The advancement Advancement refers to the over, overall process of improvement. So it's like we're here, we're into, the, into this, and now we're going ahead. With supernatural advancement in the in, in the, the decade to come, and I just want to give you some uh, some secrets or to move into that. So I want to share with you some principles and some examples from the Bible because we really uh, the Bible gives us the word and the 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 testimony that. Because God's no respect for persons. What He's done for some, someone He'll do for us. And I just want to open up with this uh, today, and uh, it's uh, from Mark chapter five and verse six. And uh, so Jesus was a man as we were, and uh, the the thing was He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He had the fullness of the Holy Spirit indwelling him, which to him was an amazing advantage, okay? So uh, I want to talk to you about the anointing of his presence. It's the anointing of his presence and his presence in us that gives us that strength to advance. uh, One scripture says that We'll have the strength to charge a troop and jump a high wall. Uh, we'll we, we have supernatural uh, strength in everything that we do, in our mind and in our bodies. So the word says this in uh, verse 6 of Mark chapter 5 from the, uh, the NLT Bible, the Spirit filled New, oh, New King James Bible. So when he saw Jesus, talking about uh, the Jesus going to Gadira and there was a man uh, of Gadarenes there when they crossed uh, the lake to the other side of the, the lake. And it says when he's talking about the, uh, the, the man possessed of, of demons, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. So straight away, this demonic Uh, demoniac saw something in Jesus and it's the presence of the anointing the advantage we have we have that presence of the anointed one indwelling us and we are anointed can you say amen so verse 7 says and the demoniac cried out with a loud voice and said what have I to do with you Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. So uh, straight away, because of the advantage that we've got, because of the Holy Spirit indwelling us, that we already uh, have pouring out of our, we have an aura of righteousness, we have an aura of the Spirit of God in us, shining through us, it's Christ in us that they, that will will cause demons to flee in front of us. Hallelujah. So, uh, when you have the Spirit of God in you, you have uh, an advantage. When you don't have the Spirit of God in you, you're disadvantaged. And, and uh, being this, many of us would, con, would have considered ourselves disadvantaged in life. So I'm one of ten children. Uh, we, were, we were brought up, um, my older brother and I, we were still uh, in rations after the war. And uh, so you could say we were disadvantaged. Uh, my dad was a farm labourer so it was one of the most menial tasks, the lowest paid tasks. My mum had to go out and work two jobs as well as taking care of all, us, all our children. So you could say we were disadvantaged but being disadvantaged is a choice uh, and uh, I went through life thinking. I can never do this, somebody else is better than me, someone else will get the job, I don't have the education, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I found out that when I changed my mind, I got involved in things that took me to a place where I could advance in life. And that's what we're going to talk about, supernatural advancement, and it was actually after I gave my life to Jesus in 1980 uh, that we started to uh, be supernaturally va- advanced because we learned the principles of advancement. And that these are, these are things that we've got to learn. That's why I started off by saying you need a teacher that's been, has gone down that road and, uh, and learn some things that he can then pass on to you so that you can advance. Now, you, you say, hey, uh, Pastor Bernie, I'm all right. You know, it's like, I, I've got a great job, I've got this, I've got that. <clears throat> but the Bible also says in, in John that, that there's tribulation in the world uh, and that tribulation will come like a fence will come, but the Bible says, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Uh, so, we need to know how to overcome in every situation, no matter what your socio economic status is. Are you with me? Amen. So, I want to share with you in Genesis uh, chapter 39, verse 2 from the new uh, the NLT Bible, it says this. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did. So the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. The Lord is with you. Say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with you. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master, Potiphar. Potiphar noticed this and realised that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. Just gonna take a moment to give you the background here here, uh, Joseph was a dreamer, the Bible says, the Bible calls him the dreamer. And his brothers, uh, he got a dream from God, he shared it with his brothers uh, without using as much wisdom as he should have. His brothers hated it for him, him for it, they wanted to kill him. So they put him down a, co- a hole um, and uh, they were going to kill him. But Reuben says, we can't do that. Uh, they took him back out of a hole when they saw some Ishmaelites come and they said let's make some money out of this guy so they sold him to the Ishmaelites and the Ishmaelites were slave traders so uh, they took Joseph uh, the brothers took the coat covered it with goat's blood and everything took it back to Isaac and said Joseph was dead but anyway Potiphar really did himself a fit. He bought bought prosperity when he bought Joseph. When Potiphar bought Joseph at a slave market, he made an amazing investment. You see, when when, when people see you and, and you go for an interview or whatever, remember, you've got this advantage of having Christ in you. And, and, and you have got that force in you that you know you're going somewhere. Uh, you're advancing in your life and you're advancing towards the plan that God has for you. Amen. So here's Potiphar buys Joseph and because he bought Joseph and Smith Wigglesworth used to say that, <clears throat> that God will bless a thousand people just to bless you because you're one of his children. He'll bless everybody around you because of Christ in you. Isn't that awesome? So, uh, Potiphar prospered. It was like the best investment he ever made because all the, all the, the, the dealings he had with his home, his farms, his land and everything, Joseph took care of everything and caused his riches to increase. So, when, when you're advancing, you will cause, and, and one of the principles of advancement is that if we help other people to advance, then uh, we will also uh, be advancing at the same time. Please excuse this thing, uh, dinging. but I've, I've put the airplane mode on, but it's still doing it. Uh, BBT, born before technology, forgive. So if you can put up with that, I'm not going to footer with it anymore. Uh, for Americans or anyone else that's listening, listening to us today, that means I'm not going to play around with it to try and stop it. Amen. So, uh, so we're seeing people that were advancing because Joseph had a dream, all right? God showed him what he was going to do, and God showed him that uh, a whole nation would bow its knee down, and he would, he would change in the destiny of a whole nation. Now that is supernatural advancement from a shepherd boy uh, to uh, to a slave, to a prisoner. Even when he was in prison, he advanced, and the the the. He he had high, he was highly favoured in prison, even for all the years he was in prison. But then when he was taken out of prison, he, he advanced to the prime minister of, of, of that nation. So when, when you have that dream uh, that Joseph had from God, and you've got to ask God uh, to advance you into the, what he wants you to become. How many of you ever ask God, what do you want me to become? What what do I need to do to please you? And what do I need to become? Show me how I can get to that place. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He's the helper and he'll help you get to that place that God has shown. And God has already uh, pre-arranged for you to get there. Listen to the story of Esther. And Esther... Uh, the book of Esther chapter 8 verse 15 says this uh, then Mordecai uh, who was Esther's uncle uh, left the king's presence wearing the royal robe of blue and white the great crown of gold and an outer cloak of fine linen and purple and the people of Susa celebrated the new decree. The Jews were filled with joy and gladness and were honored everywhere, in every province and city, wherever the king's decree arrived. The Jews rejoiced and had great celebration and declared a public festival and holiday, and many of the people of the land became Jews themselves, for they feared what the Jews might do to them. So the background is that uh, uh, Haman had Uh, gone to the king and he'd got a decree signed saying that all these Jews should be exterminated. But Mordecai overheard this and uh, was able to get before the king uh, because of Esther. Uh, And when Esther went into the presence of the king, uh, no one could go into the presence of the king because if they did without his permission, they could be executed. But Esther went into the king and through great wisdom, through fasting and prayer and great wisdom, she got the audience with the king and the king says, what can I do for you? And she explained about uh, Haman. And so uh, Mordecai was brought in. Mordecai uh, became uh, a rich man because of the favor uh, the Bible says that Mordecai left the king's presence wearing the royal robe of blue and white, the great crown of gold, and an outer cloak of fine linen and purple. When you have the advantage of walking in the Holy Ghost and walking under that anointing, uh, you can go from one place to having the royal robe, the cloak, And everything, Uh, and Esther uh, turned around the fate of a nation uh, because she had the boldness to advance towards the king. And such the wisdom. So we need wisdom, and we need boldness to advance. We need wisdom, and we need boldness to advance. Wisdom's the principal thing. And the Bible says in James 1, that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and upbraideth not. So, really, wisdom shouldn't be a problem to us because if we ask from it, God gives it to us liberally. Amen? God wants us to advance into the future. So, we've got another um, nine years and three and a half months of this decade. I tell you what, when you see what happened with Esther and Mordecai, it was only a short time and their lives were changed. Uh, So we we can get to that place. Look, I'm going to share with you about Isaac in Genesis 26. So the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, don't go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. So, the n- number one principle in advancement is do as I tell you. When God says do as I tell you, you know, uh, g- generals uh, in the army, uh, good generals, it, it all comes down to strategy. Uh, find out what you need, how to strategize for your life. Find out how you can uh, win uh, over unsur- insurmountable uh, odds, and God will show you how to do that. Uh, as I watched the, the golf last week, the ladies open in Troon, uh, the, the, the girl that won it, the lady that won it, her name was Popov, and uh, she was she had, in her whole career, and she'd been 12 years or something, on the golf tour. She'd only made $106,000. Uh, and if you look at that $106,000 and think of all the money, she probably was in debt. But, and uh, she had sickness injuries, she had in, uh, health challenges. And she said in her, her, her speech as she received the trophy, she says, last year I was going to give up, but I thought I'd just go again. And sometimes we just, in our strategy, we've got to go again, just go again. And she went again and uh, her winnings were 700% increase, 700% increase. And for the rest of that young lady's life, she'll never need to worry about money because she decided, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go again. So these are some of the principles that you need to have etched into your heart. You're going to go again. You're going to get the strategy. You're not going to give up. When she, that lady had pop off, went into the open, she had already a strategy. And she says, I came here just the day before and Other people would come a week before. She says, I came just a week, bef- a day before. But I had a plan. You see, when you have a plan, then you can go places in life. So uh, the Lord appeared to Isaac um, and said, don't go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Listen, sometimes sometimes we move out of where God wants us. Uh, we move out of the place where God wants us. We move out from the mentor that God has given us. We move away from the evangelist, we move away from the prophet, we move away from the apostle, we move away from the pastor that we've been sent to. And and then things don't go right and you think, I wonder what's wrong. God says, uh, do what I tell you, but don't go there. And and if Isaac looked around, he thought, there's famine in the land. There's nothing here. Uh, How am I going to make it that I can't do anything? The crops won't grow. The, 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 The sheep are dying because there's nothing to eat. The goats are dying. There's nothing to eat. There's no water. There's nothing. Why would you want me to stay here? But he said, okay, I'll do as you tell me. And God says, live here as a foreigner in this land and I'll be with you and bless you. That's a word from God to you. Live in the place where God's told you to live and uh, God will be with you and bless you. You notice he never said, uh, I'll take you to the land of milk and honey. I'll take you to Australia. I'll take you to New Zealand. I'll take you here. He said, no, stay here. I can bless you where you are. God's saying he can bless you where you are. He can bless you in whatever situation you're in. I don't have the time to tell you all these testimonies, but I went to Poland and I met a a very poor guy. I was doing a a, a seminar and this guy came to me and he says, will you pray with me? I I need to do something with my life. I says, well, what do you do? He says, I clean car windows when they stop at the The traffic lights are a stop street. Sometimes I get money, sometimes I don't. He says, what else do you do? He says, I've got a broom I sweep outside of shops. And sometimes they give me something and sometimes they don't. So I said, Holy Spirit, what will I tell this man? So I said to him, the Spirit of God's shown me that you to be the best cleaner you can be. The next time I went to Poland, uh, about a year later, I'd, I'd been gone for a few years. Uh, he met me at the airport and uh, he took my bags to the car and it was a BMW so I says, oh whose car is this? He says, no it's mine. I says, oh, well there must be a story attached and as he drove me from Gdansk to Kushalin he told me the story. He says, when I saw you, he says, everything I had on, the shirt, the tie, the suit, the shoes, He says, I had no socks on and I had no underwear. He says, everything I had was borrowed. I borrowed it so as I could come to the seminar. So I said, well, what happened? He says, a new mall opened up and I got the contract for cleaning the mall. He says, I've got 35 people working for me. So God never took him out of the place where he was. He just says, I'll bless you where you are. That is a promise from God. It's an awesome principle. So uh, the word goes on and says, I, God says, I hereby, this is God speaking to him. I hereby, it's like a contract and our covenant with God is a contract. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father, So if God's made a promise to you, it's for your children after you as well. The supernatural advancement for your whole family for generations to come. Somebody just take a praise break just now say, hallelujah, thank you Jesus for me and my family for generations to come. Verse 12 says this, when Isaac planted his crops that year, to get a crop, You have to plant something, church, people, to get a crop. It doesn't matter. This is a principle. The law of sowing and reaping is a principle. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or non-Christian. It works for everyone. It works for every denomination, every religion. It works for everyone that will work the principle. So God says, uh, when Isaac planted his crops that year, you've got to plant to have a harvest. He harvested a hundred times more grain than he had planted for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. So the principle is that God wants us to advance. We are advantaged. That's why God says, listen, I've advantage. you have the advantage of My word is working in your life. You don't have to go anywhere else. Stay here. I'll bless you here in this land. Just do as I tell you. Sow the seed in this barren land and you'll get a hundred times back what you sowed. Hallelujah. You know, God will bless you. And he wants you to advance. Why does God want you to advance? I'll tell you why. And it's happening right now under our very noses. We are trillions, our country is trillions, not only our country, is trillions of pounds in debt. Someday, somebody's going to be looking for that money back. So so things are going to get tighter. So we're going to need to know how to advance to be separate from that, how to get debt-free, how to advance out of our debts, debts and how to get to a place that God is already uh, pray, uh, prepared for us. Amen. So we've just got to keep on doing what God told us to do, but listen f- to God. And, and, and to do that, we've really, we've really got to uh, pray. We've got to pray. Pray, pray, pray. And uh, Wednesday nights, I'm teaching on prayer uh, on the Zoom Uh, If you want to be in on that prayer, those prayers will continually change your life. They'll cause you to advance. You see, the words that we speak are seeds of our future, are seeds of our advancing future. What we're walking into, hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah, church. Give God the glory in this, in in that home you're in or with that group you're in. Give God the glory for that. So uh, Isaac became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. Um, Let let me just, uh, I'll give you another example. This is the word. This is God's word. It's his word that will cause you to prosper. It's his word that will lead you and guide you in the way that you should go and bring you to the place where he wants you to be. To Samuel 6, this is, amazing and it's verse 10 to 12 from the Amplified Bible. So this is the story about David moving the ark. Uh, so the verse 10 says, David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him. He was unwilling. So sometimes we're just not willing to do what God tells us to do. So David was unwilling. it uh, wasn't Uh, He didn't have his mind made up. He didn't have a good strategy. He didn't obey the the rules of moving the ark. You know, everything God does has rules attached to it. Uh, All of the promises of God have got an if attached to it. If, if is attached to it. If you do this, then God will do that. So that's what we've got to remember. Uh, So... Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. So he thought, man, I- I'm scared of moving this thing. I-, I-, I, don't- I really don't want to do this. So let me give it to Obed-Edom and see how he's going to be with this. You know, it just- I'll just get it out of my hands and I'll leave it till I've got uh, more uh, strategy or more confidence to move it. So verse 11, so the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, say three months, only three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household, all his family. How big was his family? I don't know if it's as big as mine. Hey, that's a lot of blessings. Um... Now, verse 12, now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with rejoicing and gladness. So as soon as the presence, so the presence of God went into the house, when you invite the presence of God into your house, As my wife and I did in 1980, and my children can testify of this, that our lives changed. Our lives changed dramatically because we brought in uh, the ark, of course. We didn't have the ark, but we had Christ in us, so we brought in the presence of God into our home. When you bring the presence of God into your home and you don't adulterate the word of God and you don't bring things into your home uh, that would uh, displease God or uh, uh, which are morally wrong or things like that. You just keep, that home should be a place of purity, a place of safety, a place of security. Amen. It's a place where you keep the enemy out and keep the presence in When you keep the presence in, the same as happened that what happened to Obed-Edom will happen in your life. And um, so David then, when he saw what was happening to Obed-Edom, he said, Oh man, I've made a mistake. I should have that here. So he went and got that back. But here's the the thing. God doesn't take away the blessing that he put in Obed-Edom's house. For, for generations, that blessing continued in Obed-Edom's house. Amen. So whatever choice you make today, whatever choice uh, uh, with regards to uh, supernatural advantage, you know, we, we, we sometimes live in a society, well, I know, I've worked here, I've been in factories and everything here, and, uh, you know, it's like uh, some people... I'm not going to take the job as a foreman because uh, my pals do not like me or I'm not going to take the manager's job because I like running with this bunch of guys. That's, That's not wise. That is not wise because God wants to advance you. And don't think of yourself and don't think of those guys. They don't put food on your table and they don't pay your mortgage or pay anything else for you that you just hang out with them. No, move with the flow. Move with the flow of God in your life. Move with the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. If he wants to advance you, say, yes, amen, I'll take that promotion. Yes, amen, I'll take that rise. I'll take on extra responsibility. But just remember, God, because you're advantaged, you're the one. You go for it. An interview, there's a thousand people come for that interview. You have an unfair advantage because the spirit of life in Christ Jesus indwells you. But you've got to change your mind to see yourself with that advantage in your life. You've got to see yourself advancing and and, and in God's plan for your life. Let me just share this in finishing. And uh, Ephesians 3.8 from the Amplified Bible, it says, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, God's people, this grace which is undeserved. Hey guys, it's undeserved. It's undeserved. That, but that's what grace is. Romans 5.2 says that grace is all of heaven's uh, assets at your disposal. All of heaven's assets at your disposal. Wow. Isn't that awesome? So, graces which is undeserved, was graciously given. It was given to you. By the death of Jesus Christ, he paid the price and gave us his grace so that we could receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Saviour. You, you can't move into this unless Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Saviour. You say... Oh, well, I go to this church, I go to that church. Hey, listen, the only way you can become a Christian and be in the family of God is to say, Jesus, I make you my Lord and Saviour. You say, well, I go to church. But listen, if you're not born again into the family of God, uh, that's what you need to do. You have to say, Jesus, come into my life so that I'd be a new creature in Christ, so that your spirit would indwell me and the grace that your grace would fill me that I'd be walking in that undeserved advantage in my life so if if you want to do that you get in touch with our helpline and, and bridge church and phone up and say I I want to say that prayer or I've said that prayer I've asked Jesus into my life what's the next step we'll take you every step of the way so the bible says to proclaim to the Gentiles the good news, <clears throat> and this is the word I want you to get, the, the good news of the incomprehensible riches. We can't fathom out all of what God has for us because he's unsearchable, he's incomprehensible. So he wants us to enjoy uh, that advantage and he wants us to advance the way he wants us to advance. Listen, I couldn't, adva- my wife and I were never in business for ourselves. God says start a business. We started a business. We didn't, it was like he was just showing us every step of the way. He advanced us at a dizzy speed. And uh, we, we we thank God for that, but it wasn't anything we deserved. We just gave our life to Christ and off yielded our self, spirit, soul, and body, and He did the rest for us. Amen. If He do it for me, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if He do it for me, then He definitely do it for anybody else. He'll do it for you. Amen. So. Uh, Just a second now to get this. And the reason I'm using this is because all my notes are on uh, my iPad and I'm filming with the iPad. I didn't really plan that out very well. Forgive me, I'm human. So, the good news of the incomprehensible riches of Christ That spiritual wealth, which no one can fully understand. You say, well, why would God do that for me? No one can fully understand why he would do it. No it's incomprehensible, but he has got a future that you haven't comprehended yet. And if you give your life to Christ, then he will advance you into that future that he already has planned for you. In Jesus' name, somebody say, glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that, Father, for your incomprehensible touch in the life of each and every person. Father, I thank you for a boldness in every person. Father, I thank you that as we are preparing to go back to church, that everyone that's hearing this today, Father, that have fear in their life, they have an insecurity in their life. Father, they will come to a church that's got the answer and Jesus Christ is the answer. And Father, I thank you that you've put us in a church where the living Christ is in uh, manifestation and every time we come together in his presence to heal and make whole and take fear away and put peace in its place. So Father, I thank you for each and every person. I thank you for the Holy Ghost, leading them and guiding them into the plan that you have for their lives. In the name of Jesus, and everyone that agreed with that said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. And I trust that you would, if you love people, you'll share this message with them. You'll share it. If you love people, you'll give away what you have got. Amen, it's the kingdom of God. And you've got to, like Isaac had to give away, he had to saw what he had, not knowing what would happen, but he had the word of God to stand on. So you give what freely you have received now freely give. Hallelujah. God bless you. Pray for us, pray for the country, pray for the leaders. Pray, pray, pray. I love you. See you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.